Hey everybody, and welcome to the Digital Agency Insiders Podcast. I am so excited to have you guys with us. Uh, today I'm going to be interviewing my good friend Richard Matthews about his agency and a new kind of direction of his agency that I'm so excited to share with you guys. So if you're ready, let's jump into that interview now. This is the Digital Agency Insiders Podcast. Inside, you'll learn how to build, grow, and scale your digital marketing agency all from the comfort of your favorite coffee shop. Let's get started with the show. All right, Richard. Hey, so excited to have you with us. Glad to be here. Excited to, uh, to be back on the podcast again. Uh, so, and excited for the new direction for our company, everything that's going on. Hopefully, it's a, it's a fun time. Yeah, so I we've we've talked in the past. You're a good friend of ours. Um, I want to hear about this new product and service that you've got going inside your agency uh, called Push Button Podcast. This definitely interests me because you know we have podcasts. So tell us a little bit about the service and how you even come up with the service for the agency. Yeah, so this this particular service was born out of necessity for myself. Um, so oh, as you know, I have my own podcast that is called the Hero Show, and um, that's actually what I have this whole little fancy mini studio in my uh, in my <laughs> RV for is for that podcast. Um, and I st I started that podcast oh something like two and a half years ago, um, and Ben was actually the uh, was one of my was one of my first interviews um, at the time a long time ago. I think he was interviewed like five or six on that. Um, and I ran into a problem that I think a lot of podcasters run into, and that is that the part of the podcast that you like doing is recording the episodes, right? The actual, if you're, even if you're recording yeah. yourself, yeah, talking to people, doing interviews or sharing your expertise, whatever your podcast is about, that's the part you like. Mm -hmm. And then when you hit the done record button, you have magically given yourself a whole pile of work that you don't like to do. Right. Um, so in my case, you know, it was it was, you know, editing the podcast and processing the podcast and getting the transcriptions done for the podcast and making the thumbnails for YouTube and Facebook and Twitter and Pinterest and all the other different things for your podcast. And then, you know, after you get all the pieces done, then you have to actually go put them on all of those places. Right. And so every single hour long episode that I was putting together, I was creating for myself 10 hours, eight to 10 hours or so of additional work. Mm -hmm. um, and I got about eight episodes into that podcast before I was like, well, F this, this is stupid. <laughs> just exhausted. <laughs> it was just exhausted. I was like, I can't do this. It's like, like I, especially when, you know, you're building a podcast for future value, right? You're building it for the audience that you're going to have and being able to turn that audience and that attention into revenue. But you have to put all this work in and all this time in ahead of time in order to get to that point. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I can't, I don't have the time to do this. I still have to actually put revenue on the table now. Yeah. Right? So it was taking up more time than I had. And so I just let it languish. I was like, I'll, I'll figure that out eventually. Um, so push forward two years. Um, and this last year I was at a mastermind with, uh, with you guys, um, the uh, black level mastermind. And one of the crew basically pointed out that my biggest bottleneck in my business was that I didn't have staff and systems in place to handle repetitive tasks. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, you're right. So I spent the whole last year developing a bunch of processes for my own business. Um, and I hired staff. I'm at this point, I have um, one full-time, two part-time and a couple of um, part-time contractors looking at bringing both my part-time people on full-time in the next couple of weeks. Um, but I spent the whole last year building, um, building all these processes for my business. And 
an overwhelming majority of those processes were focused on this podcast because I really, really wanted to get my podcast off the ground. Yeah. Um, so we did that. And I, um, over the last year, built processes for booking guests on our show. We built processes for getting all of the, the uh, content um, produced, right? So edited, produced, get all the final materials done, and then processes for distributing it um, for publication. Um, so it happens all on the published dates. And then also processes for creating derivative content and prom promoting each episode. So we built all these stuff. I spent like $25,000 this last year in labor costs and process development for this podcast. Um, and my, in my own crazy head, I was like, I have no idea why I'm doing this. Like, I just, <laughs> like, I have no clue. Because <laughs> my podcast at this point has like no listenership, right? It's still fairly new on the scene. Yeah. Um, and I don't really know what I'm going to do with all these systems and services that I built. Um, and, um, you know, roll back around to this year, get back to the, uh, the mastermind. We were just at it this last weekend. And um, not obvious to me, but obvious to everyone else in the room is you have a service here other people would be really, really interested in. Um, and what's interesting to me is that I had, um, I had ideas for how I could turn that into a service, but it was very, very unclear to me. Mm -hmm. um, and so my, my first like, you know, piece of wisdom is get yourself around people who are as smart or smarter than you so they can help you see through your own weeds, right? Yes. Um, because yeah, so it's a, a really big portion of that. But yeah, that's that's sort of the birth of the the whole push button podcast system um, came from a long, you know, a long sort of story of pain in my own life and fixing that. <laughs> and then realizing that I have, I now have something that I can actually offer to other people and have the systems in place to actually scale that for myself and scale that for people who would be really interested who are growing podcasts either already. <laughs> yeah. Or, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's that's sort of the birth of the uh, of the push button podcasts. I love it. So, tell me a little bit before you went to the mastermind. What was in your head? Did you even think of this as a service, or was this just something that you were going to keep in house? Like, what what was the difference between before the the mastermind and after the mastermind? Obviously, they saw something that you didn't. So, what is it that you were seeing that was different than what they saw? Audience. The difference was audience, okay. um, and so what I was seeing, um, and this was this was one of the things um, that um, that I think is actually really powerful that comes from going into a mastermind like that. Mm -hmm. um, one of the other individuals that talked at the mastermind spent a good time talking about knowing what your one thing is and learning how to think and act like a CEO. Um, and going through a lot of the exercises that she talked about, um, sort of realized where my where my skill set comes in, like my, my zone of genius, so to speak, comes with building that systems and processes. So my existing business, um, I, my agency works with individuals who are um, experts in their space and I help them do their branding, help them develop their courses and help them you know, sell and stuff on webinars. Um, and we do a really good job at all of those things mm -hmm. for my clients. And so for me, I was building the podcast thing and I spent all this money into it. And I was like, I need to somehow like recuperate all the investments I put into building this. Yes. So my thought was a lot of my clients, one of the things they're missing in their business is they are missing a podcast, right? They're missing doing an audio and video podcast that's going up on Facebook, YouTube, you know, um, iTunes and all the places to distribute that and actually create an audience, right? Because we're spending money on audience for ads and then you can use a show to actually keep that audience's attention long into the future and have excuses to continue to reach out to them. So for me, my thinking was I will help my existing clients. It'll be an add-on service and they will love it um, and it'll be great for them. 
And the problem is people on on doing a podcast that have never done a podcast before. Yes, exactly. So that was my, that was my thought is these people have never done a podcast before. I will convince them they should do a podcast and then I will make it super easy for them so they can just produce the content. It'll go great. Uh And in comes the first big problem, right? So the big problem with that is someone who's never done a podcast before. If you give them a service that makes the podcasting really, really easy. So all they have to do is show up and produce their content. I've got a couple of clients I'm doing this with. I can tell you exactly the conversation they have with me every month, right? So they show up, they do four or five episodes a month, right? They, most of my clients batch them at the beginning of the month and they upload them to one thing and that's, that's it. We take care of everything else, right? So they did, you know, you know, uh, you know an hour to five hours of work depending how long their podcast is mm-hmm. and then 50 to 60 hours of work gets done on the other side that they're not aware of, mm-hmm. right? So the question they ask themselves every time the rebill hits is what's the ROI on my business, right? Yeah. I spent this much money to have the podcast developed. How many views did I get? Did it lead to sales? Blah, blah, blah. Um, and all those things are good questions to ask, but it's yeah. also a building a podcast and building audience is a long, it's a long-term play. Yeah. So they have to ask themselves that question every month for two years <laughs> before they're going to do the point where they're starting to see the audience really, really drive sales. Yeah. Right. Um, so, that's a hard conversation to have every month. Now, contrast that with the, 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 the audience I didn't see, which you know, is just my own, my own mental block, that's mm-hmm. why I suggest getting around people smarter than you, is people who are actively developing podcasts, who have been doing it for a while, been doing it for six months, a year, two years, and they already know the benefit to their business, but they also already know the detriment to their business. Right? Maybe they're doing it themselves. They're doing an hour's podcast and they're doing that 10, work, 10 hours of work themselves. Mm-hmm. Or they have one of their high-level staff members doing the minutiae instead of working on high-level problems in their business, whatever that is. Um, and the question that they ask at the end of the month when they see a rebuild, when you've taken all of that off of their plate, is they're thinking to themselves, holy crap, this is, you know, this is not something I have to deal with anymore, right? Mm-hmm. They, have, they have a very clear picture of what the value is because they went through the pain already. Yes. Um, so, so that was really the clarity that I had was who my audience was and realizing that once you, once you see who the audience is, you can build a whole marketing plan around that and see that you, you can offer a really valuable service to that audience and help them solve a big need. I love it. I really do love the service. I know I say that a lot, but I'm like so excited about this service. <laughs> you know it's so, gonna so, save me <laughs> so just on the flip side, as someone who's looking at it, why, why are you excited about it? Because you're in that second audience. Oh my gosh, because I'm the one that's doing all the minutia stuff. So you're recording the podcast, you're editing the podcast, you're creating videos and doing the little the teaser videos and this and that and uploading. And it's like, every week I've got all this stuff that I need to get done. And yes, I should batch it out and do all that stuff, but I've got 15 billion other things that I'm trying to get done too. So it's like, okay, well, I'm going to do this, just get ahead just a little bit. And then I need to work on what I need to be working on. Okay. I just need to get a little bit ahead and work on this. It's like, I'm never fully engaged in anything. Cause I'm just trying to little by little inch my way up. Whereas your service is going to be taking it all off my plate. I just, do the part that's fun, which is talking to people about their business. And you're going to do all the other stuff that I'm not the greatest at for one thing. <laughs> I, I enjoy small parts yeah. of it, like the video editing. We've talked about that. I love that side of it. But as far as uploading it and, and getting all the SEO stuff, like that stuff, mm, yeah. I don't enjoy it. And that's where, that's where um, I think the real value of the services is mm-hmm. it'll bring the joy back to the things you want to do, right? Yeah. So you know, I, I like to, to tell people you should only do what only you can do. 
Mm -hmm. right? That's one of my mantras in my business. Um, and the, the way that the model we use to build systems and processes is only do what only you can do. Mm -hmm. And if you've been doing this for any number of time, and I know like I, I did that, right? I was like, I, I knew for years I wanted to build this podcast all the way back in 2012. I was like, I want to build this podcast. And because I have, I, I just really enjoy the message that I have for that podcast. And when well, I finally got into it, I was like, seconds. let's talk about your podcast for two seconds because we talked about it at the event and I love the, the twist that you have on it. So tell us about that podcast. So the podcast is called the hero show. Um, and for me, it is, it is literally just a passion project mm -hmm. that I had no like business aspirations for. Um, but what's cool is now it's actually going to jive really well with my push button podcast thing. So it actually has a purpose outside of just being cool in and of itself. Um, Which I think but, is great. You started with passion and then you built the business around it. So I love that. Yeah. So my, my Hero Show podcast is built on this concept that um, comes from Anne Rind um, and her book, Atlas Shrugged, which um, basically the, the basic premise of this like 10,000 you know, word novel um, is uh, the... It, the idea that the entrepreneurs are the ones that hold up the world, right? So Atlas is the uh, Greek god that holds up the world or whatever. Um, and if Atlas shrugged and gave up on, you know, on what he's supposed to do, the world would basically just stop functioning. Yeah. And I hold that mentality myself that I believe entrepreneurs are really what make the world go round. And pretty much everything you interact with on a daily basis um, was touched at some point by an entrepreneur, right? Um, it doesn't matter what it is. Um, there's pretty much nothing that you interact with or work with today that wasn't touched at some point by an entrepreneur. Um, mm -hmm. So um, my thought was, I believe that entrepreneurs are sort of like the unsung heroes. You know, everyone is aware of and sings the praises of heroes like your doctors and your nurses and your police and your firefighters and, you know, your military personnel. And all those are actual real world heroes. Mm -hmm. um, and we should absolutely celebrate them. But one of the ones that never gets celebrated, in fact, gets put down a lot is entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And that's always really bothered me. Um, so the show is really to celebrate the entrepreneur and to, um, I realized my audience for that podcast is my guests. I, I bring them on and my goal is to help lift them up and help them see the superhero in themselves and what they're doing. So the concept of the show, we bring them on, we actually look at their story and we look at it through the lens of the Marvel, the Marvel comic book superhero, right? So they have a, you know, a, a multi-billion dollar storytelling enterprise all about superheroes and they follow a pretty standard formula for how they build the case for what a superhero is. Yeah. And that is essentially, it's your superpower um, your origin story, your fatal flaw, um, your your driving force, your common enemy, um, and then you know your your tools and your, your your team that's around you, right? And so we talk a little bit about their own personal heroes and the tools they use. It's a very fun podcast, and I love doing it. Um, and so that's that's what the show exists for. And I realized that I really love doing that. I love doing the, the interviews for all of that, but I pretty much hated everything else that's around it. I hated booking guests. I hated researching guests. I hated getting the guests on the show. I hated setting up the Zoom calls. Like literally everything outside of the interview couldn't stand it. Um, so, preach, preach. Um, yeah. So I was like, I was like pretty much the only thing I want to do, I want to show for the interview or show up calls. Yeah. So, that last year doing was making it so I could do that with my podcast. Mm -hmm. um, and I think a lot of people who have their podcasts, their shows, and again, this is not necessarily just iTunes podcasts, but like YouTube shows, Facebook shows, whatever, um, any sort of audio video show that you're building is you want to show up and do that content. Mm -hmm. And I realized a couple of years ago when I started it, that I fell out of love with the concept because of the work that came along with it. 
And I know a lot of people who struggle with the same thing. They get into building a show that they're passionate about doing something and getting a message across. And then all the work that goes along with it takes the joy out of the original thing. And I can tell you over the last year, I've recorded 60 episodes of my show. Um, and I've loved every one of them because I haven't done anything but show up for the shows and record them. And my entire, everything else has been done for me. Um, and that's what I want to bring to other podcasters. I want you to have that ability so you can show up, do what you love, the end. We'll do everything else. <laughs> and everything still gets done. Just because you're not touching yeah. it, it doesn't mean that it's not getting done and getting done well. You're just not having mm -hmm. to be the one to do it. So exactly. I, so I don't, we may or may not talk about this, but do you know the pricing structure that you've got right now for this service that you're going to be selling to podcasters? Yeah. So, um, our, our initial market test, we're going to come out, it'll be about $2,500. Um, and what that'll cover is it will cover, um, one episode a week where we will do all of the editing. Um, we will do all of the post-production on the show. We will create the transcripts for the show. We'll create a written, um, article piece, um, high quality article piece for the show. Um, we'll create all the thumbnails for that. So that'll be a square image, a wide image for um, your various platforms and also a tall image for something like uh, Instagram TV or Pinterest. Yeah. Um, and then we'll also create the tags, YouTube description, all the different various like little minutia pieces that need to be done. They all get created at one time. So that's like the first workflow. And then the second workflow is we take all of that. So like that kind of stuff exists in the marketplace where you can get your podcast produced and, um, and get pieces back from it. And then one of the things that happens, every service that I've looked into that will produce your podcast for you, they'll do and give you back maybe your final audio, your final video, or maybe even the thumbnails, maybe even a written piece if they're really expensive, right? Um, and then they just give you back all of those final pieces and say, here you go, have fun, right? But that's only, you're only like, yeah, yeah, you're only like a third of the way through the work, right? So the next piece is now you have to go and put all those things everywhere. So you have to download the videos, you have to download the audios, you have to make sure all your stuff is in the right place. Then you have to hit up 15 different social media services. Maybe you're fancy and you have a scheduler and that'll work with like half of your services and then the other schedule will work with the other ones. But anyways, you get them all put in, goes out and it's published, right? So even if you're paying someone to produce all that content for you, um, you still have to go out and do the work with it. So we actually do all of that as one piece um, for you. So when you hit the stop record button, that's literally all you have to do. And we do everything else um, all the way to the publish and announcement posts for your show, all the way down to like, we will, if you have an SMS list, it'll get announced to your SMS list. If you have a bot list on Facebook, it'll get announced to your bot list on Facebook every single time. It won't fail because there's robotic systems in place that are making sure that this is happening and every part of it's being touched by and looked at by a human being as well. Um, so it's a, um, it's a very uh, unique service in the marketplace, I think. Um, and I yeah. think it's going to be really, really helpful for people who have podcasts and messages they're uh, passionate about. Yeah. Well, and I don't think you even talked about the SMS and the, and the uh, messaging stuff when we were talking at the event. So I'm like, he's come up with more ideas. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, I, well, I, I only shared like the process up to a certain point, but yeah. like, it's more in depth than that. I didn't have enough time in 45 minutes to cover like all of the things that happen. You need um, 45 minutes to yeah. all in the room. <laughs> <laughs> so the next, uh, the, you know, if you're going to announce the post, you also want to announce it to any of your subscription lists, right? So yes. if an episode comes out, you want to make sure your email list knows, your SMS list knows, your bot list knows. And those are all like little things that either you're remembering to do every time or you're remembering to do sometimes or you're completely forgetting to have, you know, to do, right? And if you want to actually grow your podcast, those are things you have to remember to do every, um, every time. Yes. Um, and we've got some ideas for like add-on services we can add on in the future to help people take that further. Um, we haven't quite got there yet, but we're looking at 
um, building a derivative content um, service as well. So after the show is produced um, and done and published and announced everywhere, um, you can then take that long form episode and cut it out short form pieces, right? So create the 30 or 60 second videos for Instagram and YouTube and other places, um, create those little quote cards that you see getting put up places mm -hmm. and use that derivative content to promote it everywhere, to promote that episode. Um, so we're thinking about having that as an add-on service. Um, and then uh, we've also got the systems in place that I'm using in my business to actually book all the guests on our show. Um, yes. So we're looking at ways that we can offer that as well, but those are still in development. But anyways, they're just, if you're looking at building an agency, if you've solved a big problem, you can also look at the smaller problems that surround it and see if you can actually come in and bring something of value there um, and gives you a good way to increase your average ticket sale for your, uh, for your customers, um, hopefully in a way that brings them more value where every time they see that rebuild come through, they're going, yep, still love that yeah. service. Yeah. <laughs> well, definitely with the scheduling of the speakers, especially if you're doing interviews and not having to do that part of it, like that in itself is like so much time saved. So I'm very interested <laughs> in that part too. So yeah. Yeah. So like I, my, uh, my podcast right now, I don't, um, I haven't booked a single guest on my show. Uh, my staff does all of that. They do all the research. They do all the, the things. They guess they guest post um, or they get all of the guests on there and they've done such a good job at it. My guest list is actually booked out for almost two years. That's um, cool. So, so which is really, really cool. And we've had to basically, we only book out about four weeks in advance because we don't want someone to book on and be like, you know, hey, your, your show is in two years, right? Yeah. Um, so we basically just say, well, we know you're interested in being on the show. We put them on the guest list. We have a guest list that is like ready to go that anytime we ask we can just say hey we got another couple of shows opening up who wants to fill it in so every time we open up a couple of weeks at forward in the calendar they get booked in um so that's uh that's what's going on with our our show right now it's been really really fascinating that is a wonderful problem to have especially for somebody yeah. that runs a podcast knows how hard it can be sometimes to get people on um especially consistently so that's incredible so you went from having this idea for this service you realize that there's a market for it. You go out, like you took massive action in a matter of days once you saw an opportunity for this. So I want to talk about that just a little bit with other people who are like, oh, I've got this idea. Maybe I should go after this. Like what gave you the guts to go and have that massive action to hope, oh, let's go do this. Let's do it now. Let's not stop. Let's keep pushing forward until we make this happen. Um, that's it. It's an interesting question because it, it's not necessarily like a motivation. It's more a realization of how you succeed mm -hmm. um, that's come from years of running business um, and my, on my, my, myself that if um, I realized a long time ago, um, I, used to, I used to think, and this was a mistaken thought on my part, that anyone could be an entrepreneur and build a business. And the reality is, um, unfortunately, that not everyone can. So um, the, uh, the, the message for that came to me from Disney's Ratatouille, right? Um, where, where was his name? Gustave, the, uh, the French chef, says yeah. anyone can be a chef. And the uh, critic actually comes through and he says, you know, I used to take him to the cleaners for that because I used to say, you know, no one, can, not everyone can be a chef. Only the greats can be chefs. Yeah. But what he realizes by the end of the movie is it's not that anyone can be a chef. It's that a great chef can come from anywhere. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and I've, I've sort of modified my thinking there that, you know, a great entrepreneur can come from anywhere. And, um, and the reality is that if you are a great entrepreneur, great entrepreneurs see an opportunity and they move. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, because the difference between an entrepreneur 
and someone who is a who wants to be an entrepreneur and is not there yet is action. Action. Right. It's that's the difference maker. So um, I know that if I want to make something happen, I have to take action, and action that I take now is significantly better than action I take tomorrow or next week. Right. Um, so so I, I tell people all the time. We were at that event and they just said, Hey, this is what it should be. And this is what we should name it. And you're like, yeah, I love that. Within five minutes, he had the domain purchased and had the website like already up <laughs> five minutes. I'm not even kidding. Five minutes. Yeah. That helps when you have a lot of the systems in your business, uh, systematized, right? So yes. getting a new website up with all of our framework is literally a couple of pushes of a button at this point. Um, so, I mean, that helps in my, uh, my, you know, I've got, I've got a few years under my belt. So we've got, a got systems in place that make movement easier. But to, to that point, it is significantly easier to take a shift that is in motion and change direction than it is to take a shift that stopped and make it to start moving, right? Um, there, is, there is a lot less energy involved in changing course than there is in going from nowhere to somewhere, right? Going, you know, getting a ship up to speed. Um, so I'm already in motion. So taking action and doing a small course correction. And in this case, it was literally just a um, you know, a pivoting on the, the audience of who it's targeting and an idea around the business model and how you'd scale that. Um, so it's really easy to pivot and change courses and go that direction. But again, it's, you know, you take those actions now, you move that stuff forward now, um, and you can, um, you can start taking stuff up. Now, the other part of that is taking action is scary, right? So, um, and I still struggle with this, even at my, this point in my business, um, where I'm sitting here like, uh, my, my zone of genius is seeing systems and processes. So when it's like, when I, when I'm like, here's the shift, I see the course forward. I'm like, okay, here's all the places I can see in my system that I have holes, yeah. right? Like I don't have a customer onboarding system in place for that. I don't mm -hmm. have like a staff recruiting and growth, you know, process in place because I know if for every four shows I bring on, I'm going to need to bring on probably two staff members, yeah. right? I don't have that system in place to do that. So I'm like, I see those holes. And my first thought is I can't move forward until I filled in those holes. Yeah. But that's also the wrong thought, right? <laughs> I have to, you have to figure out what actions can I take now that allow me to have slow measured growth mm -hmm. um, and allow me to fill those holes in along the way, right? So just as an example, um, when I started this service for myself, for my own business, mm -hmm. I knew I needed to bring on staff that would allow me to run my podcast. And I was like, I don't know how I can afford that staff. So what I did was I reached out to one of my existing clients and said, hey, I've got an experiment I'd like to run with you about a podcast um, service. And so I sort of explained my thought form. This is when I was going for that other audience, right? I can help you start a podcast and here's what it'll do for you. Um, and I was like, um, I, I basically, I walked him through the whole service, what we'd be doing. He's like, that sounds really excellent. What are you charging for it? And I was like, well, because I basically want to use you as a guinea pig. If you'll cover my labor costs, I'll cover everything else. Um, so I had my client hire the staff that allowed me to build the systems, right? Yeah. So I could, so I could move with, I could take action and move forward without having to have a risk in my business. If that makes sense, a risk I wasn't willing to put up at that time. Yeah. Um, and so you have to think about your actions that way is how can I, how can I take action um, and take, you know, do it creatively. So you're not, you know, putting yourself in a place where you might, uh, might sink your business because you're, you're taking risks, you're taking, you know, unmitigated risks. Yeah. So I like to, I like to uh, find ways to help mitigate that um, and move forward. So I know that's sort of, that's sort of what I'm doing here, right? Is I've got, I've got a couple of clients that I know will be very forgiving of me as I, uh, you know, start this, <laughs> 
this podcast service, the push button podcasts, um, and will help me work through some of those initial growing pains. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and then, um, that's, uh, that's sort of the way I think about that kind of stuff is, you know, you start something new, start it with people who you trust, right. Yeah. And who trust you. Yeah. Well, yeah, it will help you break it because it has to be broken. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It has to be broken a little bit. Um, you have to see where the, uh, see where the snags are. Um, yeah. and then you fix them as you go along, right? Cause you, yep. you're never going to know if you don't move forward. And I could go through and say, Hey, you know what? I need this customer onboarding system and I build the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And if I wait until I build the whole thing out and then I put a customer through it and then realize that it was all wrong, it was yeah. just wasted effort. Exactly. So, the fail and fail often mentality. <laughs> absolutely. All right. Well, Richard, I enjoyed hearing more about this service. I enjoyed talking to you again because I always enjoy talking to you. So thank you so much for being with us. Awesome. Thanks for having me on. Really appreciate it. We look forward to seeing that uh, push button podcast in the future and see where you take it. So we'll see you guys next time. All right, guys, I hope that you enjoyed that interview. Now, if you want to see more insider interviews of other agency owners, I want to invite you to join our Digital Agency Insiders Mastermind. Now, inside the mastermind, it's for entrepreneurs who are ready to build a six and seven figure per year agency and to be able to run it from a coffee shop. How incredible would that be? So inside of our mastermind, you'll get access to premium step-by-step -step training um, from Dr. Ben, as well as myself and some others about starting, building, and scaling your agency. Um, along that training, you're gonna get behind the scenes looks at other successful agencies. You're gonna get a weekly live call uh, with our team and then 24 hour access to our team as well as other members in that group. And we're gonna give you a free we're going to give you a free two-week training. So if, to get into this, go to digitalagencyinsiders.com backslash mastermind. We'll see you guys next time. You've been listening to the Digital Agency Insiders podcast. For more tutorials on growing your digital marketing agency, make sure to visit digitalagencyinsiders.com.